It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, the weekend is rolling on on this Sunday morning for the 7th day of August for 2022. And coming up, we have the Sunday Rewind, where we are looking at the supply of goods and how that is hurting Australian households. Actually, just on that note, it was good to see in the last 24 hours that crude oil is continuing to go down. But the UK, they are in for a bit of a bumpy ride with their inflation way ahead of ours, and recession is on the way for them. We are also in the Sunday Rewind. We're going to look at the property falls in Sydney and Melbourne. We'll also take a look at Brisbane, and we also look at the clearance rates and what you should be doing right now if you are a first home buyer without overstretching yourself in terms of buying property. If you're celebrating your birthday today for the 7th of August, uh, have a great Sunday. You share it with Charlize Theron. She is turning 46. Also on this day, Peter Jennings, the news anchor for ABC. In fact, he was the news anchor from 1983 until 2005 on this day when he died, aged 67. Coming up next, we'll have a look at your Sunday weather. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's go around Australia checking on your weather. Sydney expecting one or two showers, a high of 18 degrees. Melbourne also a few more showers today, 14 is your forecast high. Brisbane, a sunny Sunday, 22 is the forecast. And in Perth today, the showers are going to ease and your top of 18 degrees. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. Aussies have the rising cost of living, as you mentioned, including food, fuel and energy and interest rate hikes, of course. And the fear that I said the other day is that the Ukraine war is such an unpredictable aspect to this whole inflation crunch at the moment and that Putin has become this global disruptor. I keep on saying it's nail biting, but it is because every day there just seems to be something new going on um, and, you know, new allies or new de- declarations of whether it's support or whether it's condemnation. And it is right that the war does impact many people and many businesses without them even acknowledging it or without even them realizing it. And that can be anything in terms of the supply of a goods or a service, particularly for us here in Australia, construction material and anything else that we import um, from other countries, because anything that happens because of the war will also impact free trade agreements. It will impact all of the ins and out of transport and freight. And it's not just what the war is doing. China is still having their zero COVID policy as well. And so the combination between the two does wreak havoc on the supply chain globally. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review.
We know the property market in Sydney has been slowing down this year. You tie that to the inflation number of 6.1% and the uncertainty around the mortgage interest rates going up. People on one hand might say, look, I'm not surprised to see that we're going to have that downturn in the market. But on the other hand, you're going to have people that are going to absolutely hate seeing the number in reality on their properties. But it is the year it would seem of the price correction. I think that's right, Craig. I mean, if we look historically at the Australian property market and the Sydney property market, we tend not to see large price falls. But realistically, if that was ever going to be a situation where we did see quite large price falls, it would be now. And that's because interest rates have been falling for 11 years. We've just had the lowest interest rates we've ever seen. And we also had the Reserve Bank saying to people that they didn't expect interest rates to rise until 2024. The Sydney housing market was slowing before these rate hikes. We've already seen over the year to date that property prices in Sydney are down 1.1%. They're down 1.5% from their peak. And we think with higher interest rates likely that the falls in the market are going to accelerate from here. And it comes as real estate agents report properties in some suburbs around Sydney are already selling for anywhere between 10 and 20% less than what they would have sold a year ago. I have no doubt, Craig, that that's happening. Even though we're only saying to date the market's fallen by 1.5% at the individual property level, you would be seeing areas where we've seen much greater declines in prices, particularly the higher priced area of the market is one of the markets where we're seeing evidence of much greater weakness than we are more broadly across Sydney. So that will be something to watch over the coming months as we continue to see prices decline. And just coming back to the areas around Sydney, which areas have you seen the largest falls to date? So from the peak, the the biggest falls we've seen have actually been in the northern beaches. Prices there are down 6% from their peak. Ride's also seen quite a large fall in prices. Uh, Prices are down 5.6% from their peak. And then the city and inner south region of Sydney, we've seen a 4.7% decline in prices. So they're the ones that are, are seeing the greatest level of weakness at the moment. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. So on one hand, we have a June quarter record, but the clearance rate way down. The combined capital city clearance rate hit a record high of 80% in March 2021. But since then, there has been this gradual decline. That's right. Over the June quarter, we saw the clearance rate come down to about 61% across the combined capital cities, and that's down from 76% in the June quarter of the previous year. And even over the past few weeks through July, we've observed that combined capital city clearance rate fall even further still. It's now sitting in that 50% range. If you look at cities like Sydney and Melbourne, Um, those are starting to show weaker clearance rates still with Sydney averaging about 53% over the past few weeks. And let's have a look at Melbourne. Melbourne was the busiest auction market with 13,818 homes taken to auction, followed by Sydney with 11,119. Now, the trend towards lower clearance rate has been most visible in Sydney and Melbourne, where housing values are now falling and advertised stock levels are back to above average levels. What is your main takeaway for Sydney and Melbourne from these numbers? right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess this reinforces what we're seeing across the CoreLogic Home Value Index, which measures property values across the market. It reinforces what we're seeing in the time it's taking properties to sell by a private treaty and uh, vendor discounting rates. It all points to a steeper decline in property markets across Sydney and Melbourne, particularly the sort of central and high-end markets of these cities. And they tend to lead the property cycle. They will be the first to see declines during a downswing. And often they see more volatile movements during a downswing as well. So Sydney and Melbourne tend to have higher highs, lower lows. They also are a bit of a bellwether for the other capital cities. If you look at what's happening in the daily CoreLogic Home Value Index, we, we measure the rolling monthly change on that daily metric. That's also shown that since the increase in interest rates, movements in capital city home values have deteriorated and Brisbane has now ticked into negative territory as well. So when the month end results come out, we would expect to see that that is going to be the third capital city well into the downswing. And the clearance rates are also trending lower, as you say, like a Brisbane. Also, Adelaide is in there. Who? I mean, these two regions have had it for so good for such a long, sustained period of time, haven't they? Yeah, so the upswings that we've seen in property prices across Brisbane and in particular Adelaide have been some of the highest we've seen on record. Adelaide in particular would usually be what we call a slow and steady performer over time. It's not been terribly volatile. But this emergency interest rate setting that we saw introduced amid COVID has created an enormous surge in value. So again, now we're starting to see signs that those markets are cooling off a little bit. In the case of Brisbane, as I mentioned, it's coming into price declines. In the case of Adelaide, it's still in growth phase, but the rate of growth is slowing right down. So we would probably expect those markets to follow Sydney and Melbourne into a bit of a down swing. The difference I think is that they're not going to see as much of a downswing as what we might see in Sydney and Melbourne. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. And the cash rate is still below this neutral cash rate that the RBA wants of 2.5% where the economy is not growing or slowing. If the economy starts to slow from this point it's probably fair to maybe expect a 25 basis points increase. However on the other side of the coin if the economy is still growing you can bet the house on it that 50 basis points will increase next month. I think you're right and it probably will be a 50 basis points increase if the economy hasn't slowed and it's really not slowing yet. I don't want to be one of those flippant people who says, oh, but we had much higher rates and, you know, people need to be used to that and and 7% is more normal because that doesn't help anyone who's currently in a situation where they now have to find extra money to be able to support that mortgage. But I think it could be a good lesson for people in understanding that when they do go for a loan 
there are two important things that I think people need to know when they are looking to buy a house. The first one is that you shouldn't ever buy in an overheated market because when it's an overheated market, you're likely to be buying either on the way up or when the market is just about to turn because make no mistakes, markets always turn. If you buy on the way up or when the market is about to turn, it's very likely that within the the next 12 months, you will have a property that's worth less than you paid, particularly when you factor in the fact that we have fairly high stamp duties in this country and that adds to your essential buying cost of that that property. So so what you pay for that property is probably 30 or 40 or $50,000 more than the purchase price because of all of those buying costs. Once the market turns, you can quickly lose equity in that property. So that's the first thing. If you're about to buy property, whether you're unsure of rates or not, whether rates are going up or going down, don't buy when the market is heated. Wait that little bit longer. The second thing to remember is that if you only just qualify for a loan, if you scrape in by the skin of your teeth and you have to use every available income source to prove to the bank that you can afford this loan, if you're using your family payments and your part-time job and your full-time job and every other scrap of income you can scrape together and the bank only just qualifies you for that loan, then it is likely that you can't really afford that loan because there will always be a time when interest rates go up. Buy a property when you've got a fair amount of margin built in so that these interest rate rise, while they're not nice or welcome, they don't hurt your bottom line as much and you won't feel that stress that you're going to have to have a forced sale. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.